I think about Captain Planet, right? And the Planeteers and the guy who's the heart, like, dude, you're lame. You have no power. <laughs> but now he's the guy. If you have the heart of the community, if you know how to trigger the heart of your audience, your growth is going to scale. So when you're thinking of growth, we have to understand the human. What's up, world? Digital world. What you just heard was a small snippet of my topic, Growth Marketing Strategies for 2021, talking with Chief of Growth of Linkjoy, Sahil Saha, all the way from Ahmedabad, India. Linkjoy's Chief of Growth asked me a lot of great questions tackling what is growth marketing, how can we effectively apply growth marketing with social media and digital marketing techniques and tactics. These conversations and more I break down in this episode of I Digress. This is episode number 15, hashtag growth hacking. One question that was asked, what is the difference between traditional marketing and growth marketing? How do they coexist? And how does making the shift from traditional marketing to growth marketing put me in a better position with a better marketing plan as an overall business infrastructure? So with growth marketing, you know, compared to traditional, you're thinking of SEO, SEM, SERP, optimizations, creative ads, UX, UI, CX, and analyzation, all that good stuff. But growth takes it beyond that. You know, you think of the four Ps, product, price, place, and promotion, right? It's beyond that now, because now with everything going on and people want to demand stories and be more vulnerable, the brands and the businesses that are growing are the ones who are telling the best stories. Why is that? Because they are applying the four E's being engagement, exclusivity, experience, and emotion. We're getting away from the four P's and moving to the four E's. This is the new level of growth marketing. And growth marketing, people think, well, growth marketing sounds like a lot about digital marketing. And it is. It's just digital marketing with the intent focus of making a profit and making sustainable revenue. It's that, oh, this is cute. We're creating graphics. No, those graphics need to make me money, hit my bottom line, and make sure by quarter four, we're up 5%. What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress audio experience with Troy Sanders. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture, and more. Coming to you in three, two, one. The most fulfilling moment of a marketer is when you create a campaign and it not only gets the, the engagement that you want, but it generates the revenue that you want or surpasses it. Because if you're looking at it, the ROI that you're investing in marketing should be like five, 10 times you should be getting back. So the little money that you're paying for the salary, for the ads, for the visuals, whatever is involved to push it out there, you should be getting at least 10 times that back, if not more, depending on your scale of business. When you're thinking of marketing, you're only thinking of awareness and acquisition within the funnel, usually. When you're thinking of growth, you're thinking of the entire funnel. So awareness, acquisition, activation, retention, revenue, and referral, all in one. So it's, again, that extra layer. So when we're going back to the trends and the growth hacking of what's happening, the shifts and makers, what's going to make sense, if you're doing just paid, you're only hitting the top of the funnel at this point just to survive. You're not establishing a cadence to get rejuvenal revenue over a period of time that you can just stack layers on to increase your margins as a startup, increase your margins as an established brand. It's a game changer that we have to focus on community now more than we've ever been to grow. Should I be on TikTok? 
think you're asking the wrong question. The real question you should be asking yourself as a business, as a brand, as a marketer is, how is TikTok growing so quickly? And how can I replicate that type of growth to my business? So I love this question. I can give some really deep insight for the listeners on this particular one. For those who are saying TikTok and for people under 14, it's not really cool. Let's rewind to 2012, Instagram. People were saying the same thing. It's just for teenagers, never going to scale. As a startup, as an established brand, as an SMB, just as a business professional, nine times out of 10, you're going to have an Instagram account. Why? Because it's relevant and it's now. This is literally the same trend. If you want to bet, if you want to go back in time and you want to invest in Instagram, if we get the opportunity, it's literally the same pattern with TikTok, but at a major scale. It's jumped so significantly in comparison to Scram. It's just crazy. That's why so many were trying to bid on it. So many. And so when we think at TikTok, it's not just about why is this working? Well, let's go back. Why has Facebook lasted this long besides acquisitions of other apps? And we're not going to talk about that, but y'all get my point. It's because it has the various mediums and everyone ease of use. When you think of Twitter, why has Twitter survived so long? Because of the microblogging approach, just simple to the point copy. The same thing with TikTok, but with video. Now we're seeing, you know, you have to entertain us. And I'm going to just disregard this for a minute that people are saying we have a shorter attention span. I call no. What now is Gen Z, millennials, you know, all of us now, because we're so consumed by screens everywhere we look, we demand value every single second. If you can't give it to me, you're out of luck. Now everyone's trying to approach like a YouTube, you know, hey, I got a five minute intro of here's my business, here's my portfolio, and no one's gonna wanna buy, no one's gonna wanna invest in your startup, it just won't work. TikTok is based literally on creatives. Those who are the most creative, those who put the most effort are gonna literally win the day versus people who are trying to repurpose hype polished videos from YouTube and I put it on TikTok, that it won't work. This is the psychology of things that us as marketers, us as growth marketers, those who are execs of, you know, financial and everything else need to understand, you know, marketing is beyond just cute graphics, website UX, UI. You have to know the whole process because when you do, it's almost like when you think of an engineer, right? When I know the whole process, I can pinpoint Oh, that's where the pain point is. Let me fix that. I'm telling the right message on the website. When they go through my email funnel, when I get them on the call, something gets disconnected along the way when I send them the final pitch deck. When I'm in the meetings with them to sign the papers, they say, no, something is wrong. This is why growth marketing is higher level. And I get it, marketers, it's a little intimidating. This is not what we're used to, to being more responsible over the profitability and the revenue of a company. You're the first person and you're the last interaction with every consumer and every possible PO that you're going to get. So you have to be more involved. And this is why looking at social media with this lens of growth and not just follower account, because it's all vanity. I can have, I can literally buy a million followers and get not 1% of them to buy my product, which is embarrassing. And you probably should just stop right now. When we look at social media now, where it's going, particularly with TikTok leading the way, it tells you how, it gives you the literal blueprint to grow. What can we learn from platforms like TikTok? 
that are disrupting the markets. How can we apply what we're seeing out from TikTok to actually get more growth? Let me explain how. When you look at why TikTok is so successful right now, and also why you're seeing Twitter have fleets, LinkedIn has stories, Instagram has stories, and they also have reels. Facebook have stories. Pinterest has a story feature. Spotify has a story feature for its artists. Why is stories taking over? Look at the psychology of the consumer. They want micro visual experiences in chunks. Get to the point, micro ads, micro conversations, the brands, the startups, the companies internationally that can convey their message and get people to buy in 15 seconds with just visuals. You're going to win the day because that's what the audience is telling you. And as marketers, particularly those who are in charge of growth, we either flow with the river or we drown. So do you want to flow and adapt and see, okay, I may not know TikTok. I'm at least going to make account and study the psychological habits of the consumers. So I know how to create the various decks to get new investors. So me as a company can know how to pitch to get those big clients, to get those big deals. For me as a consumer, if I'm doing B2C, to get the consumer base. This is what they demand. I need to pivot to make sure I'm in the right place at the right time. Now, how do I scale that for growth? If I know this is where things are going, either I'm going to create my own apps, my own technology, or create certain uh, experiences or features that replicate that experience on my website, on my landing pages, and those micro experiences when you get them open to your apps or in the sales conversations, you're going to win the day a lot higher. It's shifting so much and the pace is going so fast. TikTok has broken all of this down where an average Joe that no one's ever heard of gets the right combination of timing, of visual, of originality, of uniqueness, put that with a nice TikTok track that's maybe trending or something new, tie the emotion, boom, you just blow up and now here it is. And then once they see the pattern, they can replicate it. I think now more than ever is the rise of the micro-influencer, not a celebrity. Let me make that clear. Celebrity is basically going to have the blue check mark on every platform just because something they do outside of the digital framework. An influencer is fully what they're doing on the platform itself. They're creating content, they're engaging, they're distributing. And so they're seeing that channel. And so the bigger brands who have the capital are saying, hey, I need to invest my dollars away from just traditional ads and invest in this person, this creator who has the voice, the heart. Remember, we're talking about the heart of it to maximize that growth. Now, if you're a startup, you're an SMB, you're an entrepreneur, you can literally replicate that same success at scale, being so nimble, and it almost doesn't cost you a cent. You send someone some shirts, you send someone some swag, doesn't cost you a penny. You give it to a whole group who are on the rise. You can look at the metrics, you can look at the data, the views, and the engagement. And from there, select them, make a whole crew, distribute them, and tell them, hey, talk about this because you know your personas, you know your audience groups, you know your demographics, you know where their locations are. Tell them to do the legwork for you because they're going to create the content that's going to make you money. Not only money, but sustainable money. And also establish your brand at the same time. So when it does fade down, you just scaled up 
20, 35% year on year end. And you're like, how did I do that? Simply by capturing what was trending, what was popular, using cool. other folk to make the work. So sure, that may mean marketers, we don't have to do as much work on the creative side because we're partnering with a creator who has an in, who has literally an in on how to talk to your direct audience. I think this is the rise of the micro-influencer and it has disrupted the whole market. And I think this is a good thing because in, in theory, our costs to market is going to be lower yeah. and we're going to spend more money on just distribution of that content that we've created that we know has worked in a small pool. And we're going to go over here in New Delhi. We're going to go over here in Chicago, we'll go over here in New York. And it's going to work the same way you had that. Anyone who loves A-B testing, you're going to this conversation because this literally was TikTok and other platforms like it are allowing you to do now. And so I'm not afraid of it being so broken down now where a person, a nobody with 25 followers on TikTok and a celebrity with 5 million can have the same reach on any given day. I think that's powerful. Now, to your other point of do I think TikTok is going to make a shift like Facebook has, like Instagram has, shoot, like Snapchat has to disrupt the algorithm and cause us to pay more with more ads? Right now, I don't think so because the growth is so big. It's so significant. And the, the viewing time on the app is so high. I just can't see them disrupting anything because they have a good thing going. I really think we won't even see a really big shift to probably 2022 or beyond that. Has TikTok already disrupted the very fabric of how we do digital marketing when it comes to paid and organic social media campaigns to drive growth? Let me break this down for you. I think it's already happening. I think, you know, yes, the ads will still work for certain targets. If you do the numbers, hey, if I know that 20% of any ad that I push is going to work a certain way, sure, keep pushing it, keep doing it. But here's the caveat to it. You're going to run out of time. The whale's going to run dry on that. Why is that short? Because we've been in an incubator for almost a year now where we're realizing we can see ads a mile away. We can just smell them. We can see the manipulation. We can see the different targeting. Oh, they're targeting me based off my interaction with various platforms. Because we're, we're, we're so focused. We've been on this screen so much from our phones to our TVs to our computers, more than we've ever been in history. So yeah, we're going to see these tactics that the quick schemes that will just get money to boost up the quarters numbers pretty good, that won't work anymore. So we really... When I say we're trying to apply storytelling now and the brands that are going to make that shift, they're going to be more sustainable. So, yeah, you think of the tortoise and the hare, the classic story. Right now in 2020, those who are still pushing the ads, you're going to look like you're killing it as the hare. But the tortoise, those who are making the shift, establishing those communities early, building that organic back up again in conjunction with the paid media from Google to social, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, shoot, even TikTok right now. TikTok ads do not even feel like ads. They feel like regular TikToks, and it goes over everybody's head. That's why they're blowing up so much and making so much money. It doesn't feel like an ad. So when you're pushing out to get the growth, you have to use the language and the messaging to connect to the heart. So if you're listening, you're probably wondering like me, like, yo, how am I gonna get that growth marketing I need to make the money I want? Give me the secret hack. I don't have it for you, but I will tell you this, and I can tell you by data, and I can also tell you by just the human trait, the sociology, the psychology of it is just back to just how we think. 
if you take the tangible, the technology, the data analytics aspect, and you combine that with the human aspects and put all that together, you're going to have a powerful concoction to make that blueprint necessary for growth. When I'm looking at TikTok, and again, I was kind of the theme of the conversation, and I'm trying to think of scalability, the function of the work condition now to just scroll endlessly, that tells me in the back of my mind, I need to talk to my developers that when I'm going to my website, I'm creating a micro experience. It doesn't need to have any tabs. I need to have a full immersed scrolling experience. Why? Because the audience is already conditioned. So I can already take that, implement that on my new website, my new landing page, different ads that I'm running, drive into those different experiences, remove everything else and just have an endless scroll. You see that all the time with Instagram. They get you on a good hook with a video or a graphic. You go there and it's just an endless scroll. And if your executive staff is like, no, I want to have a traditional website. Show them TikTok. Show them the data. TikTok is conditioning where we're going. And so that's kind of like an end to say, I need to modify a new landing experience to have an endless scroll, where each scroll fits the mobile AMP first, fits everything in a visual way, is fast loading, it makes sense, it's simple text, but it keeps me engaging. The longer they're scrolling, the longer I have a chance to basically get the money, to get them as a customer long-term and keep it moving. Also, when you're thinking about even subscriptions, tying in that to subscriptions, the subscription model has blown up. We're conditioned to plus Spotify, all these different things now. We're moving away from just cable. The joy for startups, for founders, for businesses trying to get that new edge, when you're pushing that subscription model and it's just an under enough where they're not thinking about it psychologically, they're going to stay paying your money. So that means you can go out for more people paying less all at one time, but you're making double, triple, quadruple the profit month on month and scale. So now you're going to, your investors are going to be all happy. Your founders are going to be happy and you, your growth is going to be immense. That's tying in. That's how growth marketing is going to work. So my hack to you all, Look at how, you know, they always say you got to be the first there. So if you were the first marketer, the first brand to TikTok, you're probably not always going to be successful. I don't need to be the first one on the new social media platforms or trends. I need to be among the first to understand the trends, to understand how it works. So as an engineer, we can re-engineer that to fit it to where I want to do to funnel it. That's really the hack. The hack is just understanding how the consumer is engaging and responding. I can literally replicate that in messaging and visuals and color scheme. If we know that certain TikTokers or just in general how TikTok is branding itself in the visuals when people are looking at it, look at the certain filters that TikTok offers. Hmm, I should take that visual concept and put it over to my images. I bet you when you look at it, you're gonna see a growth by at least 3.7%, if not more, Every each time you're doing, you're conditioning them to see because it represents and mirrors what they know, what they associate. And we, again, those four E's, that last one being emotion. I'm tapping into the human emotion, coupled with psychology, coupled with data. That's how you grow. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at Find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening.
Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at findtroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine, content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening. Yeah.